You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hi, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And oh, gosh, thank you so much for being here today and for choosing this podcast to listen to. It brings me so much joy. And I am just so grateful that every single week you come back and you screenshot these podcast episodes on Instagram and Facebook and you tag me and you tell me what your biggest takeaways are. It inspires me to continue to show up and create content that really does serve your needs. And I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about Some things, some feedback that I have been getting from all of you actually not too long ago. It's about a week and a half now that I've been home, but I was out in Scottsdale, Arizona for a leadership event and so many people stopped me at that conference and it said, wow, Melanie, you look really good. And they were commenting on how healthy I looked and What people didn't know is that I have been working incredibly hard on my health and my wellness over the past few years, honestly, since January of 2021, I've, I've really doubled down on my health and my wellness, but I also have been studying high performers and I've been studying what people do when they're running multiple businesses and have a lot of demands that are placed on them and how do they how do they set appropriate boundaries and you know say no to certain things but also what do they eat what do they drink how much sleep do they get what what do they listen to what supplements are they taking and I have just really dove head first into learning how to be a high performer. And the reason is because I have big goals and big ambitions. And previously in my early days of building my own direct sales business, I found myself at many points in my business where I was completely and utterly exhausted, burnt out and lacking the drive and the energy to show up and support my team and build my business and recruit new people to join me and bring on new customers. And there were definitely some very dark seasons in my in my career. And I vowed that I was going to figure out how to continue to build successful companies and not be in that spot. And so it's not that, and that was a big thing to me because I am an Enneagram three, I'm a high achiever. And for me, pushing myself really hard is important to me. I like that. That brings me joy to achieve and reach the new goal. But I really became curious and I find that all transformation starts with curiosity, but I really became curious about how people do it. How do these really incredible public figures just maintain a jam-packed schedule, but also maintain healthy relationships and feel good in their skin? And so I've been working on it. It hasn't been a seamless process, but what I want to do today and why I'm inspired to share this message is that I mentor 
a lot of top leaders across network marketing companies. And a common theme that I hear all of the time as I am working with people is that I'm afraid to go all in again, because many of them have achieved significant success, multi-million dollar organizations, large team, big paychecks, and they've gotten to a point where they're really comfortable. But there's this tugging, this yearning for something more to go back in, to take both feet and step right back into the business and begin to build a team again. But there's a fear there of what if I burn out again or what if I can't handle it or I know I did it very unhealthily in the past. Do I have to do it that way? And I'm going to tell you, there is a lot of unwinding and undoing of the previous habits and also really looking at your life and your business through a very different lens to get you to a place where you don't have to make the same mistakes that you maybe made in the past. And it is possible. And so I feel like we could spend hours, I could probably do an entire workshop on this topic. But for today, I really want to speak to those of you that are nervous. You're nervous about going all in in your business, recruiting and building your business because you're just afraid you're going to burn out or you are getting ready to make some big shifts in your life and you just aren't feeling your best. And so I want to talk to you about what it's like to go into busy season and what does it look like to sustain your health to not burn out, to have consistent energy throughout the day, and to really show up as your best self. Now, I feel like there needs to be a big disclaimer to all of this. I'm not perfect. I do get tired. I do require rest and recharging. And there are times where I don't feel creative. So it's not like I have mastered this effortlessly. You know, I am still a work in progress, but overall, I am light years ahead of where I was even six years ago on my journey. I am light years ahead of where I was three years ago on my journey. So I want to walk you through some of the things that I have been able to do that have allowed me to look good and feel good. So it's not like I look good on the outside, but I'm dying on the inside, right? I really feel good. And one of the things my business partner always challenges me on is she's like, I don't want you to burn out again. Cause I know, like, I just know what that has done for you. And so I've been very cognizant of, you know, what I say yes to. And for many that of you that know me, you know, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm very involved in all of the, the companies that I run and, and I'm in it and I show up with my A game as often often as possible. So what is it that that you need to really do if you're stepping into a busy season? I'm going to walk you through a few key steps here, and I'm going to share with you a lot of my hacks and supplements and all that good stuff. So we're going to dive in and get started. So here's the thing that I want you to remember. If you are in a busy season, a challenging season, I want you to remember that hard is actually not the same thing as bad. And for me, over the past few weeks, I've found myself just reminding myself that this current season of hard, this current season of challenge, it's not a bad thing. 
All right. It's just a challenging process that I need to navigate through. So a lot of you right now, you're going through seasons of hard. Maybe your company is, you know, struggling a little bit and you're finding it harder to get traction on social media, or maybe the sales that you were making at the beginning of the year, you're noticing a dip in your sales. Maybe people are taking step backs in the business. And so you feel like your leaders aren't as engaged as they used to be. Maybe your company's made some compensation adjustments and they've really affected you. And so it's easy. Our tendency is to really isolate ourselves and say, we're the only ones that are going through something hard, or we're the only ones that are going through a really busy season. And I want to remind you that you're not the only one that is going something through something hard and challenging. On Saturday of last week, I, I did a swipeable, a carousel post on Instagram And I talked about busy season on Thursday of last week. I did an Instagram story that talked about like hard and change. People have been DMing me nonstop. They are in a season in their businesses where they have a lot of hard stuff happening. They needed to hear that message. They're really struggling. They're decided trying to decide to step in back into it. So I want to remind you, you aren't alone. And anytime you start to feel like you're the only one that is struggling in the business to get traction, I want to immerse you into community. You've got to get yourself around other people that are facing challenges too, but that are solution oriented. You can't face, you can't get yourself around other people that are also wallowing in self-pity and are also woe is me. Like we really got to get ourselves into a place where we are surrounding ourselves with people that also understand the assignment. So that's very important. I don't want you to feel like you're alone in the process. I also want you to know that anytime I'm in a busy, hard season, I remind myself that this will pass. I remind myself that everything is figure outable. I remind myself that this situation is not happening to me. It's happening for me. I journal out every morning. What am I learning through this season in my business? What is this challenge teaching me? How am I supposed to use this to help other people? How am I supposed to use this to improve my leadership, communication skills, listening skills? How is this making me a better mentor and business owner? And so instead of being bitter, I get very curious about what the situation is teaching me and how it could be for me and not against me. That's really important is that we're coming from a posture of possibility. We are not looking at a situation and saying, woe is me, poor me that this is happening. We're really saying, okay, how do I lean in and embrace this challenge? How do I not be bitter, but how do I use it to make me better? So what do we actually do during a busy season, during a challenging season? Number one, the first thing that I do is I lay it out there. I get it out there. Like, what is this busy season going to look like? For some of us, it's a finite amount of time. Some of you, it's an infinite amount of time right now. So let me give you an example. I knew that in my business, I had a lot of commitments and travel and deadlines on the calendar until about October 21st. And so I knew that 
from really honestly, August, September, and October were going to be immensely busy seasons in my business. What I did was I really asked myself, all right, during this time where there are a lot of demands that are being placed on me, how do I want to show up differently? And so for me, I really actually thought through, okay, I'm going to visualize myself and I'm going to visualize myself even just taking things off my, my plate. I started to, you know, pull back in my, in my contributions or how often I was volunteering for new projects. I started to get really crystal clear on what must be done versus, you know, what is nice to have. So there are a lot of things like live videos or additional YouTube videos or blog posts, things that I would like to do extra freemiums that I want to create that just haven't gotten done because this was not the season that I was going to do it in. Also, I started to ask myself, okay, when this busy season ends, what am I going to do to recalibrate? So for example, I knew that October 21st was the day that my very last responsibility was, was taking place. My actual sort of speaking abilities and engagements and things that I was doing And so I actually told my husband, my boys, my parents, because they wanted to come visit friends. I was like, on the 21st and 22nd, I'm literally not getting out of my pajamas. And I visualized that. I visualized success. And I visualized how I was going to celebrate once I actually got to the end goal. I visualized, you know, having a little bit more time to work on projects. I scheduled myself a massage. I scheduled myself to get an IV because I knew that my body was really going to be at that point at its last leg because I would have been pushing myself really hard up until that point. So I sort of visualized what it was that I wanted to do once I got to that last commitment. I really made a list of, I need to catch up with my mom. We need to go have lunch together. I want to schedule a date night with my husband. I want to get back to my regular walks with the dog, right? So I literally have thought through what it's going to look like to recalibrate and what rest season actually is. Now, I also visualized what it was going to look like during these past few months for me to show up as my best self. And one of the prompts that I do in the morning is I ask myself, and this is a Brendan Burchard thing, and I got it from him. And then he says, you know, who needs you on your A game today? And so every morning in my journal, I write that out. Who needs me on my A game today? And I write out who it is, if it's my kids, if it is my business partner, if it is my students in my Rockstar Recruitment course, if it's my mastermind students, if it's my team. And so I visualize that. And then I also will write down how I want to interact with people. How do I want to show up? What is the interactions? How do I want people to feel as I am doing calls? And journaling that out every single morning has allowed me to really just take a moment to say, this is the quality of my day-to-day interactions, and this is how I want them to feel. 
And then at the end of the day, as I shut down for the evening, I also review it again and say, okay, how did I feel as I went throughout my day? How did I feel about the quality of the interactions that I have? Was I happy with them? Did it, did I feel like I, I nailed it? Was I a good listener? Was I patient? Was I in the moment? And if I wasn't, I just, I really accept the day and ask myself how I can show up better the next day. So for a lot of us, we just have to visualize what does this successful, busy season look like? It can be on a daily basis. It can be on a weekly basis. But that's really the starting point is really making sure that we ask ourselves, what is it going to look like? I also, on a day-to-day basis, create some quiet space for my own time. So I've started to practice, again, something I've learned through Brendan Burchard is this three, two, one. And it's basically where I, three hours before bed, make sure that I stop eating. Because I know that during busy season, sleep is even more essential. I can't show up and be on point if I'm tired, if my brain is not, is foggy. And so three hours before bed, I make that my last meal. And that's important because you don't want to be digesting your food while you're trying to sleep. Two hours before bed, I try to get off of social media just because, again, the last thing you think about during the day and the first thing you think about that, like the last thing you think about is what you think about subconsciously all night long. It doesn't need to be me scrolling on social media. And then an hour before bed, no technology at all, no phone, no TV, nothing. I'm reading a book. I'm journaling. I'm getting myself turned down for the rest of the night. That three, two, one, I'm not perfect, but man, that has made a world of difference at guarding my energy. I put my phone on do not disturb two hours before bed. Obviously my family members can get a hold of me if they need me, but that has also helped me to protect my peace and that need for quietness and stillness, especially when life is crazy busy. The second thing that I do is I make my movement a must. And many of you that listen to me, you are in the health and wellness industry, but there's also a lot of you that are not. And prior to me going down this wellness journey, I would do high intensity workouts. And I felt like the best way to handle stress was to just sweat it out, right? And do the highest intensity lifting and cardio and just just crush it. And it served me, I think, during those times, But I do remember that there were periods of time where I would do a workout and then I'd want to go back to sleep. And I'm pretty sure that was my signs of adrenal fatigue. Now that I'm so acutely aware of adrenal fatigue, I know that I cannot pound my body for an hour and then expect to be able to show up and work an eight or nine hour day and then still be a good mom and a wife. That is not possible. Now, You might be listening to this thinking, oh, Melanie, I don't have any problems with that. But if you ever start to go down the path where your workouts are making you exhausted, you can't make it through your work day because you are physically exhausted. Those are signs that you may have some adrenal issues, some cortisol issues. And here's the thing, when you're working out hard, your body is using cortisol, your cortisol spikes. 
when you are chronically under stress or high demand, your cortisol level is also spiked. And if you aren't good at keeping your stress level down, and then you're doing these high intensity workouts, it's double the cortisol, which increases the exhaustion that you eventually will feel. So for me, and I'm just sharing my experience, for me, I had to dial back my workouts four days a week, two days of lifting. Cannot go longer than 30 to 35 minutes of high intensity workouts. I also started going to a heated yoga class. Now, the reason I started to do that is when I was in college and when my when Matt and I were first married, that was what I did. I went to heated Ashtanga yoga five days a week. That was so instrumental in me learning how to do breath work, to breathe through my anxiety, to really be able to calm myself down. And so I decided I was going to go back to that because I knew that I needed that time to clear my mind, to only focus on my breath, to set my intentions for the day and to sweat it all out. And so that is exactly what I did was I started doing, you know, heated yoga three days a week, get up at 6 a.m. or I would go after a really long day. And that was how I navigated through this busy season and really brought back the stillness, the quieting my mind, the worry, getting rid of the worry, the breathing and the stretching. Because also when you're really busy and you're under high demand, and I don't know if you're like me, but I tend to hold tension in my shoulders and I tend to hold tension in my body. And so even just the act of stretching in that way really has helped my body to be able to deal with the demands during this season. All right. So the next thing for, for me to share with you why I just have felt so good is that nutrition has been on point. Now, old Melanie would skip meals. I hate to even share this, but this is so true. When I get in a season of running really hard and busy and demands and stress, I just don't eat so bad. It's terrible. And so I'd skip meals and I would just drink shakes all day long and I would munch on snacks. And so it was so bad unless Matt cooked food. I just didn't eat. It was just not my, my most shining moments. Obviously, that was very much reflected in my energy level, the brain fog, the energy dips throughout the day. And so if you are the kind of person that skips meals or you're the kind of person that overeats and indulges or manages stress with with wine or cocktails or beer, if you find yourself in the pantry munching on chips and eating chocolate bars, you're functioning, how your output is all based on what you've been eating for the past three days. And as soon as I heard that, I started to say to myself, all right, if I'm going to be able to run at this rate and I want to show up as my best self and I want to be alert in meetings and be able to think on demand and, and really be sharp, I knew that I had to dial in my nutrition. And so one of the things that I have obviously been working on, so I encourage you guys, is if you have brain fog, if you're chronically irritable, if you're chronically fatigued, the first thing you want to do is get yourself on an elimination plan. I have done a few different plans throughout the years. The first one I started with was Whole30, 
And um, the second one that I recommend is the four-week gut protocol. That is a body program. And they're both similar yet very different, but elimination plan is what my holistic practitioner actually recommended that I do. And so we have to get the toxins out of our body. Some of the things that our bodies just are naturally sensitive to, gluten, dairy, corn, alcohol, anything that is overly processed. And so I want to challenge you, if you know you're going into a busy season, I want to challenge you to start priming yourself. Can you eliminate alcohol? I can't tell you as I went through that elimination process and I, the first time I did it, I went 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, I felt amazing. I had more energy. I could think clearer. My anxiety was non-existent. My hormonal acne had dissipated. My skin was brighter. And so I just stayed on the anti-inflammatory diet. I actually never stopped. And every once in a while, I would like try a glass of wine and I'd get this massive headache and then I would have horrible anxiety. And so I just kept it out of my life. And so what I've learned is that in order for me to feel my best through the process of elimination, it actually is omitting alcohol. It is me not consuming gluten and dairy. It is me really saying protein, fruits, vegetables, healthy carbohydrates, having my daily shake, taking my supplements, which we will talk about. Those things have been essential. So I want to ask you to just say like, hey, high-performing CEO, if you're abusing your body and you're not putting good foods into it, You cannot expect it to give you the energy you need to do the things that you need to do. So I understand there's a lot of high-performing CEOs and business owners and VPs that listen to this podcast, and I get it. You might go, oh, I haven't exercised in forever, and nutrition is kind of an afterthought, but you want to be better at your job? You move your body. You eat healthy foods. That is huge. All right. Now, the next one is sleep. Respect your sleep cycle. I used to literally drink a pre-workout at 8 p.m. And then I would burn the midnight oil. I was up until one or two. Then I would, sometimes if I went to bed by midnight, I would get up at five. Five hours of sleep, not enough sleep. Do that for years and years and years and you will eventually tank your body. No wonder I had hormonal issues. No wonder I thought I was going into early menopause. I was not taking care of my body. The one of the things that as I've been on this healing journey is that I need seven to eight hours of sleep. That is a known fact. I've tracked it long enough to know that that's really where I shine. That's where I feel my best. That's where I can show up and do my most life-giving work. And so I actually do my best to go to bed and wake up about the same times every single day. I, again, have that bedtime ritual that I've walked you through. And in seasons that are really busy, I will also um, do magnesium and Epsom salt baths. You can put magnesium in your bathtub. They have these like magnesium flakes that I get on Amazon and um, Epsom salt. And that helps you to calm your body down to take a bath. You know, maybe that hour before bed where you're not on technology, you're reading a book and you're laying in the bathtub. You will just sleep like a baby. 
I also started taking some supplements at night to help me go into a more restful sleep. There's a great supplement. It's called Last Thing. I can link that into the show notes. But there are these great, I just really started creating a bedtime ritual where I'm not answering text messages. I'm not in my DMs. I'm not scrolling social media, but I'm reflecting on my day, setting my intentions for the next day, really going through my gratitude and then reading a book and going to bed. And I will tell you that I feel dramatically different because of my sleep. All right. The next one is supplements. So supplementation is not taking medication. Everybody has to consult their physician. Everybody should get blood work. You should work with a holistic practitioner. I will recommend Josie Phillips, who I work with remotely. So it doesn't matter where you are at. You can work with her. I'll make sure that we put her information into the show notes. You can do a consult with her. But the first thing we did was we did my elimination diet. Then from there, we went into my supplement routine. We knew that my anxiety was one of the number one things that we wanted to address. And second on the list was my chronic fatigue. And so for me, she introduced me to L-theanine, which is a supplement that I have now been taking for two years and you can do it as needed. So in seasons of stress, she told me I could take two pills three times a day. And I will tell you, I used to take Ativan and I no longer take Ativan. I rely on L-theanine when I am super stressed. And those of you that know anything about Ativan, it's highly addictive. For me, it made me so tired and loopy and sort of out of it. And I can now read like L-theanine is a natural supplement. L-theanine is also found in matcha, which if you follow my Instagram, you hear me talk about my matcha all the time. I love Peak Tea, that brand, Peak Tea Matcha, which we'll link that in the show notes too with my coupon code. But that too, I switched out my coffee because coffee was making me really anxious. I noticed I was jittery afterwards. I noticed I had a weird crash. And so L-theanine in matcha calms you down, but also matcha is more of a steady state of caffeine that doesn't give you that major crash. So I introduced matcha versus coffee, L-theanine as a supplement. Ashwagandha is something you can take in the pill format once a day or up to twice a day, um, especially when my stress is a little bit higher. Also, why is it important to eat good food? So why do I do this elimination diet and really focus on nutrition is because my gut, your gut is actually your second brain. So when you are not taking care of yourself, meaning you're drinking alcohol, you're eating a lot of processed foods, you're under a lot of stress, the lining of your gut, because you're eating a lot of crappy food, is starting to get like these little holes in it. And basically your unprocessed food is leaking out and they call that leaky gut. And that's when you get stomach discomfort and bloating and all other host of symptoms. And I'm not a physician, so this is all my personal experience here. But one of the things that my practitioner made encouraged me to do was do a probiotic every single day, needed to heal the lining of my gut. And I still do that every single day is I take a probiotic important. All right. The next one is magnesium. I take magnesium at lunchtime and at dinner, not only for promoting calm, but also for restful sleep and also for brain function as well. And the final one is vitamin D. 
I do vitamin D drops here in Pennsylvania. We just don't get a lot of sunshine. I try to get outside when the sun is shining and get as much fresh air as possible, but my vitamin D is always low. And so I take vitamin D drops. I just put that in my water as I'm taking my supplements in the morning. The last thing that I will say here is I started doing vitamin IVs about a year ago. So it'll be a year in November that every single month I go get an IV of vitamins. And I sort of have my own little like routine routine that I do, but I always get glutathione. She gives me extra magnesium and really an immune boosting sort of kit package. And I always have just had a rough time with, you know, with getting sick pretty frequently, especially throughout the colder months and when I travel a lot. And that has been really helpful to boost my immune system and to really give me those defenses so that I'm not picking up every single germ that is out there. Cause I def, that is definitely me. I get like a good head cold, a good cough, a good flu almost every year. So I'm hoping that that has really, that has been part of the reason and all of these other things that I've been doing that I've been able to stay relatively healthy throughout all of the chaos that has come my way. So I believe that supplementation is important. Of course, supplements are different for all of us. Uh, I do drink Shakeology, which is a superfood shake every single day. I just recently have been able to add it back into my diet seven days a week. I went through a lot of healing for my body to be able to, uh, you know, be able to absorb it. But Finally, I am back there again. All right. The next one is I, as soon as I started to step into busy season and challenges are coming your way, it's really, really easy for you to get paralyzed. And I immersed myself as soon as I started to have one challenge after the next and just things were just coming at me faster than I could process. I stopped and I simply said to myself, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? What do I need to read and learn in order to feel equipped in this season of my business? I didn't sit back and say, woe is me that I have to deal with this. I simply went out and found the resources that I needed. One of the podcasts that I happened to listen to right when I was stepping into a busy season was a podcast by Craig Groeschel. He's an amazing pastor, leadership coach, but he has a leadership podcast. Look him up, Craig Groeschel. He was he was interviewing, it's a recent podcast, an author, Dr. Henry Cloud. And he was interviewing him on his new book called Trust, which I bought, haven't read it yet, but I bought it. But while I was listening to that podcast, which gave great insight, especially for leaders who are leading through change, I was like, okay, I know that I have a book by Dr. Henry Cloud sitting on my shelf. And I went into my office after listening to that podcast and there was a book and I was right. It was called Boundaries for Leaders, Results, Relationships, and Being Ridiculously in Charge. And the subtitle was like, why some people get results and others don't. You know, at first I thought this was about like setting a healthy boundary with your coworkers, but in reality, this is about leading your team. This is about how you show up as a leader. And so I really felt like God tapped me on the shoulder and said, listen to this podcast and go read that book on your shelf. And so this book has been great for me. It's really helped me. I've also gone to mentors and I've said, help me. 
These are the things I'm struggling with. I don't know what to say to my team because these are some of the thoughts that I'm having. And how do I position this, you know, challenge that we're facing? And I got counsel. I sought out counsel. I sought out guidance. I didn't try to figure it out on my own. I met with my coach and he helped to walk me through the framework for how to navigate challenges with my organization. I listened to every podcast, read any book I could get my hands on. And I also surrounded myself with people who were who were really excited about the challenge that we were facing, that were forward thinking. And so that, that, and then me just constantly spending time reflecting and journaling just really allowed me to navigate this season with a grateful heart, not a bitter heart. And I will tell you, I went to this conference, you know, a week and a half ago, and I was like, keeping my distance from people that just had bad energy because I don't need that. I don't need that. I, you know, there is enough demands that come into our space. And this is actually my final point that I want to make is you have to become really aware of the energy in your space. It is so painful to me now because I'm so aware of it when somebody doesn't have a CEO mindset. When somebody only focuses on the problems, when somebody only sees the barriers to success. Listen, I went through some moments where I really felt like the sky is falling and everything was over and my my career was done. But then I had a moment where I simply said, I choose the next step. I choose whether I thrive. I choose whether things fall apart. Like I choose that. And I don't choose to stay stuck because I have always been a solution-oriented leader. And so I stepped up and I really started to create space for myself. Yes, I knew that I was going to have to have conversations with people that were not solution-oriented, that were energy suckers, but I didn't need to let them have access to me 24-7. So I want you to really think about, are there people? Sometimes these are people that are in your inner circle that are no doubt, they are energy suckers. There are people that you are going to have to put some space between. A lot of times in companies, I see people spending more time on the people that are really loud and make a lot of noise, but aren't doing any work. And then we forget the people that are just over there crushing it and are seeing results. And that's, that's who we need to be spending our time with is the people that are moving forward. They're innovative. They're excited. They're thinking about the solution to the problem and their angle. And they're already in action mode. I also, during this time, again, really got clear on, is this person's demand of me? Is it urgent and important right now? Or is this something that I've allowed to be urgent and important because of the person? It's okay to say no. I've had to decline get togethers and events and things during this busy season, but I've had to be really clear on that because there is, that is the only way that I would thrive during this season. I know that, you know, all of us are going through changes. Listen, I don't want to play into this narrative, but there's this narrative right now of like, we're about to go into the most challenging year for network marketers. And I refuse to pay attention to that. And the reason I refuse to pay attention to that is I don't want to manifest that in my life. 
But what I am acutely aware of is that spending, it's more expensive right now to live. It's more expensive to go to the grocery store. It's more expensive to put gas in your car. It's more expensive for everything that we do. I also know that there are a lot of options out there for making money online. And I know that what we do as network marketers, social sellers, we used to be the only ones out there. If you were a stay-at-home mom or a mom or somebody that wanted another, you wanted a side hustle, like you did network marketing. Now there's lots of ways you can make money, affiliates and I mean, just all kinds of things that people can do. But I refuse to let that be a reason that I don't show up and build my businesses. Why? Because there are still a lot of women out there and men that want to build a successful business and they want to do it with products they love and they want to do it with a team of people around them. They don't want to just be an affiliate that's putting up a link. They don't have the social media marketing ability to grow 100,000 follower accounts, but they do have an ability to make an income while they're making an impact, sharing something that they love, really creating a good customer service experience and creating a culture and a team of women. And I, I know that to be true. And I know network marketing isn't going out of style We just need to get better at talking about what we love and we can let the competition come in and let the competition, you know, deter us or make us waver on our belief system, or we can be solution oriented and we can put our feet down and we can really say like, this is who the business is for. People need what you have to offer. Whether it's a couple extra hundred dollars, it's a couple thousand dollars, or it is a team environment and a culture and a career that makes them feel fulfilled. Don't dim your light because other people around you are complaining. I get it. This is the time of year. It's the end of October and I get it. You are tired. We are all tired. We have been running hard for this entire year. We know that there is lots of challenges in our economy right now. But I will tell you, there is no lack of opportunity for the person that goes out and seeks it. I also know that you don't have to do it in an unhealthy way. I am here as a mentor and a guide to be that that shining light for you to say, listen, you have got to think about things differently. You've got to take care of yourself. You also, we could talk for hours, even to the way we manage our priorities and we manage our time and the way we set up and structure our day and the distractions that we allow to show up into our lives. Like it doesn't have to be that way. We're choosing it to be that way. So my friends, as you're listening to this podcast today, and I feel like this was a very long podcast but I hope you got a lot out of it. And I hope that if you're a leader in your network marketing company, that you check out my six-month coaching program. I have a six-month leadership mastermind. It's gonna be kicking off right after the Thanksgiving holiday. So end of November, perfect timing because I like to walk you through the end of the year planning and finishing the year strong. But it's a six-month program. We meet twice a month for 90 minutes on a group Zoom. I have a WhatsApp chat that you can go through and you can, you know, hang out with the other members. You can ask questions. You can get group coaching. You can talk to me directly. And you have an entire coaching portal 
that has tons of resources. So if you are wanting to improve your onboarding or your recruitment, or you want to onboard your training systems, you want to run really amazing retreats or motivate your team or how to get better at communicating your vision and supporting your organization. If you are at the point where you have sales down, like you're making sales, this we don't need to do basics of sales 101. If you are bringing team members into your team, I'd like to invite you to check out the mastermind. You have to be making a minimum of six figures in your direct sales business right now, and you have to want to double that income or more over the next year. Now, I say six figures as the low point in that. It really is for people that have an organization. All right. You are not rebuilding and starting over from scratch. You are essentially looking to enhance your business, high level conversations. You want to be strategic. You want to know how to show up as the best leader and mentor. What are the programs that I've implemented in my 12 years of direct sales business? But you are at a point where you are ready to run. You are hungry and you want to do it in a very healthy way. I am setting up discovery calls. So I will drop the link to the landing page. You can also fill out the form to do a discovery call, or you can send me a private message at Melanie Mitro on Instagram. I only have 15 spots available. One has already been reserved. So there are 14 spots left and enrollment will close like midway through November or as soon as those 15 spots are filled. All right. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved it, take a screenshot, make sure you share it on Instagram, tag me, send me a DM, let me know what your favorite part about the episode was, and I will see you back here for another episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast.